ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. All right, everyone, welcome to the Gun Racks, North Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks, call me Joey, and with me we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin, um, who he and I are here together. For the very first podcast we're recording in 2023 where has the time gone although i will say i don't miss 2022 all that much i won't lie to you are you excited about this new year oh absolutely there i was gonna say there hasn't been much of the last couple of years that i've truly missed so you know yeah <laughs> um yeah i like the the uh I've had some opportunities in the firearms industry that uh, I'm getting to work with right now, which I think we're going to talk about in a later episode. But other than that, I'm pretty excited for another uh, another start, another beginning. And uh, I'm ready to get into this guy right, right now. We're going to talk about a very, very popular topic. But before we do that, let's get into some shout outs. And by some, I mean one, and then we're going to get into some Drew's clues. So what did we get shout outs wise? All right. So, you know, this is a very short and sweet one. This is from Cody Jin 8785 on YouTube. And uh, I believe he just started his classes at SDI. So congratulations to you. And Cody Jin 8785 says, thank you, SDI, for the awesome podcast. Well, I'm glad someone thinks we're all. Heck yeah. I, I mean, I feel like they're they're politely aligned, but I'll I'll allow it because it makes me feel better as a person and oh, more like a real firearms journalist here on the podcast. You know, most um, lies we tell ourselves are okay. in the mirror. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be fine. Those bags under your eyes, there's nothing you can do about them. That's not gray in your hair. Your I'm excited. Mustache I'm is excited even. to gray. I, I think I'm gonna look like a silver fox as an old man. I have picked up probably. I don't know. One percent of my hair is maybe gray at this point, which sounds not like a lot, but it makes a pretty significant difference color-wise. And it's mostly been in the past two months. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I have to buy one of those shampoos where it slowly, slowly fades away the gray because I am 28 and uh, I'm not trying to go gray just yet. My brother's 29 and he's almost half and half and it's just it's in the jeans and I'm not here for it. It's crazy how those infomercials that used to come on, like on the golf channel or whatever that you'd watch late at night are suddenly relevant to us now. I know, right? Like who doesn't want a pair of glasses that are polarized? <laughs> well, that's a good investment. Actually. Um, yeah, dude, it blocks out something I, I hear. <laughs> so I will tell you the one that I remember most of my childhood is um, blue light blocking glasses the very first ones everyone's like get over that and now they're everywhere so uh -huh. maybe there's something to it i don't know well we'll see we'll see so drew's clues this week yes uh, yes, yes yes last week the answer was 380 acp fn model 10 now this week this smokeless firearm was adopted by the austrian army and used from 1780 to 1815 it came in 46 caliber was accurate to over 100 yards and could fire 20 shots without reloading. However, it was 
very fragile. And as a bonus clue for you, one of its famous owners was Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark fame. What firearm am I talking about? If you think you know, please feel free to leave a comment. When we put this up on YouTube, leave a YouTube comment. Or if you want to send us an email, send an email to marketing at sdi.edu. Just put Drew's clues in the, you know, the subject head so we know what you're talking about. But yeah, if you think you know, send us an answer. And if you're right, we will send you some swag. Absolutely. The um, this is I think this is the first one in a few weeks that I knew off the top of my head, but it's still a really good question. I only remember it because Ken Burns did a whole documentary about it. So today we're going to talk about how to get your lady into shooting. If you are a lady, congratulations. I assume that we're we're mostly done here. But before we get uh, to, there's an article that we kind of did a read through. We're going to do kind of a reaction to it. It's from guns.com. But first, we have two things we want to plug for you guys. One, of course, and I'll take this one, is Sonoran Desert Institute. SDI, as it's affectionately known, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, that's the DEAC, and currently we offer two programs in firearms technology, the Associate of Science of Firearms Technology and the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. If you're interested in any of this, hop on to sdi.edu. During most business hours, there's some sort of chat person available to talk live. You can also call into admissions. We would love to have the chance to have you be a part of the SDI family and have you learn more about firearms technology within a formal education context. That's thing one. And thing two, I received zero approval to plug, but I'm doing it anyway. You guys might at this point be sick of hearing about what happened with Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football. For those of you who don't know, Drew's eyes are, are darting left and right. I'm hoping he, he's, he knows what, what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. He's now frantically nodding yes. Uh, the man, uh, DeMar Hamlin, suffered a cardiac arrest on the field during a Monday night football game. Uh, he came uh, horrifyingly close to dying. The last I had heard, he was still in critical condition, although he was intubated and is not anymore, which is always a fantastic sign. That's not really the point. I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about football on here before. Drew and I are both pretty big football fans. But the point that I wanted to plug, and I did not ask SDI for approval on this, but I'm certain that they'd be happy to do so, is that DeMar Hamlin has a had a GoFundMe for a toy drive in his community, and its stated goal was $2,500. As of the time of this recording, I'll even hit refresh, and it's gone up since the last time I loaded it two minutes ago. They have collected $7,886,786,785 in and that number continues to grow. But if there is any time that you have ever wanted to support this podcast, donate to them. That's the best way I know how to do it outside of check this school out. That's that's what to do. If you want to look it up, all you have to do is check out Damar Hamlin, D-A-M-A-R-H-A-M-L-I-N. Go fund me. Go check it out. Worth your time. Every little bit helps. They are going, they literally have more money than they know what to do with at this point. And I'm sure that it's going to go 
to uh, very good use. So good stuff there. Now we're going to get back into, into gun things. So get your wife or girlfriend into shooting. How to get your wife or girlfriend into shooting is the name of this article by Elizabeth Bienz. Um Hoping I pronounced that right. Step so, one, get a wife this or is girlfriend. A, this, get a wife or girlfriend. Step one, guys, this isn't hard. Yes, it is. It's famously very difficult. There's whole wars about it. Yeah. Um, this is a problem uh, that a lot of people have reported since I've been writing and working in the firearms community. Uh, people, I know way more people that have gotten with someone they were happy was into guns rather than meeting, you know, having a wife or a girlfriend or, I, I mean, it could be the other way around too. You could be a girl into it and then the guy's you know, not about it. I hear a lot less about them trying to get people involved. Um, and it's kind of important to do so. Um, if you have someone living with you, especially, they should probably know something about firearm safety if if there's a gun in the house, right? That's that's kind of obvious. So let's talk a little bit about this. Drew, what was, what was kind of your overview on this? So uh, one thing I appreciate is that the author is a woman herself, so she's able to kind of speak from that perspective, and I think that's very helpful. And so the first thing she sort of speaks to is uh, preparing first home environment. If you recall your first time going to a shooting range, you were probably filled with a lot of different emotions. Some, you know, probably excited, maybe a little nervous maybe in your head about possibly embarrassing yourself, stuff like that. Um, and it honestly can be pretty intimidating. You know, I'm I'm not what you call the most avid shooter, but I still get somewhat intimidated. You know, when we went to the gathering, I felt for a while, I was kind of letting Joey shoot most of the stuff while I filmed them because I felt a little intimidated, a little insecure. And our author says, don't discount these feelings. Uh, take time to prepare her and manage expectations first. So before she went to the ranch, her husband took her side and at their house. We went over the four basic rules of firearm safety, assembling, disassembling the pistol. Um, and she mentions that learning how to make those things work, it helped her. It made her feel less anxious, gave her a little bit more empowerment. And then finally kind of, you know, doing some dry fire stuff. So kind of having that one-on-one -on -one in that very safe, com comforting environment, that's a good first step into getting someone to feel more comfortable before you take them out to a range and they're kind of thrown in the midst of it. Yeah, absolutely. The thing to remember about this and kind of uh, life, not to get, you know, waxed too philosophical, but feelings are valid pretty much always. Um, yes. it's, it's pretty rare to just be able to not feel feelings about something that you happen to have. And a lot of people are trepidatious about firearms. It's okay to acknowledge that. What we do about those feelings afterward, that's what we can control. And we want to be cognizant of other people's feelings about the same. So People say, I'm scared of guns. Don't say, don't feel that, because that's not going to get you anywhere, and it's not going to get them anywhere. We need to try to counter that in a way that is constructive, right? And that's that's part of what we're talking about there. And her next point is, is in that same vein. She says to make a good first impression. 
I will tell you, I did a bad job with this with my wife, and it has been almost impossible to get her to the range again. She says, no pressure, but if you don't make her first experience a good one, you will probably never get her back to the range. And that's true. The While the shooter may be nervous, the pressure's on you to do this thing right as, as the informed guy or, you know, informed uh, side of the of the <laughs> partnership here. And there, there are some things that you might want to consider when you do this. Aside from having, hold on, I'm scrolling down to make sure that this is, they don't already cover this. So something I learned when you do this, and the next step I'll just pop into is pick the right firearm. And these two things collaborate as far as I'm concerned. You want to pick the right firearm so that someone doesn't feel like they're blowing their hand off when they go shooting. That's kind of a gimme, right? But the other part of this that's so important um, is make sure that you're not giving your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever more than they can handle. And that goes beyond just the cartridge. When my number one regret uh, when I brought my wife out was I put more than one round in the firearm. There's no reason to do that when you're first starting out. There's no reason you can't put a single cartridge in there and practice and understand all the basic elements of firearm safety and then repeat the exercise until they're comfortable with that much. It's way safer for you <laughs> to try it that way. And it kind of forces a repetition of the very basics. And that you know kind of goes under picking the right firearm. There is an inevitability to mistakes being made. Uh, something will happen that will probably make either you or them nervous at some point. Could be recoil being more than anticipated. If you could start summoning out on a 22, uh, that's the way to go if you can. Not everyone has one. I don't have one. But there is a non-zero chance you get flagged at some point during the range day. I was, which is what created such a bad impression on my wife. Uh, the firearm safety rules get missed. I have been flagged by so many new shooters, I can't even tell you. There is no deeper understanding of life is short than when you're looking down the barrel of a Mosin the Gaunt. It's very, uh, very 1944 of me, but yeah. it's true. Very scary. My wife did not have a Mosin the Gaunt because that's not a great first firearm experience. But the point is, mistakes are going to happen. And this kind of leads, I didn't mean to just plow through all of the points, but the next thing she points out is to go slow and have patience. Uh, and that's so true. That doesn't mean tolerate being flagged. But, you know, doesn't make anything that is, is a violation of the safety rules or anything like that acceptable on any level. But recognize that problems are going to occur. And the more pre-planning you can do and the more comfortable your partner in crime is, the more that's mitigated. So having one round in the chamber until there's a mastery of those concepts is huge. Having something they can handle is huge. And having an appreciation of how to prevent failures to follow the rules of firearm safety is, is massive. But however you do it, go slow. Don't get excited about X, Y, or Z and then just charge through the rest because that's where mistakes happen. That's where mistakes happen for you too. If you remember when you're at the race, when you get excited, you know, it's slow is smooth and smooth is fast, not fast is fun. Therefore do it a lot. 
So a lot of a lot of important points there. Drew, do you want to take the the next one? Sure. I did just want to touch on when picking the right firearm, the author did say something that I really appreciated. It's just in her first paragraph. I'm going to quote it. We've all seen women shooting a pistol that aren't experienced enough to handle. Usually there's a man behind her laughing. If you're tempted to hand her your subcompact 45 ACP on her first range trip, don't. It's not funny and will likely turn her off from shooting. Don't be a jerk, yeah, guys. That, that's don't, the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't be that tool that's like women should have hammerless revolvers with an 18th of an inch barrel on it because they're just nearly impossible to shoot accurately. I mean, I, I love gun fails as much as the next guy. I'll watch them on YouTube. We practically have a gun fail segment built into this podcast with, you know, Tales from the Rain. Yeah, we kind of do. Yeah, but it is different when it is your loved one. And, you know, or when... Yeah, and it's, that's, those Tales from the Range aren't something we aspire to. <laughs> things we look back on in the future. And um, if you want your significant other to come back with you, that it's just not the way to go. Dude. And also, there's an element of danger involved uh, in handing someone anything that's beyond what they can handle. That's not just a gun thing. That's just life. So, you know, be careful. Yeah. Just have a tiny bit of thought involved. Yeah. So on to the next point she makes and this one is basically y'all be humble if you take your partner to the range they enjoy it uh initially it might not be a bad idea after that once they have that initial excitement to get them some training have an instructor work with them despite what all of us believe we're not you know we're not professionals we're not experts um so it's not a bad idea. Get some training from a professional. Get your partner even more comfortable shooting. And for me, this next point is big one, especially in being successful for that first time. It's having fun. Yeah, dude. And one hundred percent. Sure, it's hard to have fun when you have the barrel of a gun pointing at your face from the person you love, maybe the most. So um, many down votes on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but why do we go to the range? We go for training, sure. We go to practice. Oftentimes, we go to the range. We got into the into guns in the first place because they're fun. They are so much fun. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to convey to your partner. It's like, hey, I don't do this just to have something to do. I do this because I enjoy it, and I want to share that with you. And so... Making that first experience, although you, again, want to make sure everyone is operating safely, making it fun, making it enjoyable, maybe make an event out of it. Uh, the author doesn't mention this, but hey, take her out to dinner afterwards. Do something nice, make it a yeah. little event. And then, Joey, do you want to take this final point? Yes, I do. This is an important one. Um, let her choose her own gun. <laughs> Um, don't be the guy. We already foreshadowed it. I'll call out my dad because he never listens to this thing. Uh, the, um, he was talking about finding a firearm for my mom at one point, And, uh, he was talking about trying to get something easy to shoot. And he specifically said, get one of those Smith and Wesson bodyguard revolvers. And, uh, just don't, I like, 
what you like is not going to be the same as what your partner likes. If you haven't figured that out by now, you're probably single. So none of this applies to you. The, the, everyone has their own tastes and no one should be purchasing a firearm until they have some sort of understanding of what that taste is anyway. People also have a preconception of what women should be shooting. It's weird. It doesn't make it any sense. Gross. It's it's weird and it's the I mean, if you want to make okay say, okay, women as a general rule have smaller hands than their male counterparts. Like, okay, that there's some basis in reality there. That's fine. But women should there's a whole sector of the market that's dedicated to decking out cheap firearms in pink camo and marketing them to women why i mean it's it's such a waste your your job is to uh get your partner in the best possible position to succeed and then let them succeed don't do the don't do that final step for them we want to be the the helper not the uh the bulldozer or the steamroller so keep that in mind also as you go through your your little firearms journey that's a huge one and if she really um, wants a cool design on that, it if she really that's wa- fine yeah that's fine go to our friends at gunskins yeah dude go check them out sorry i had to put, uh, but had to yeah put that plug in there. i mean that's it. it it's very simple this is not you know not an overly in-depth thing it's it's a very simple procedure the problem is not a lot of people do it mm-hmm. um so guys do it if you can um just follow through on that if you've had a failure in the past, see if you can find a way to try again. I'm thinking of ways to do that myself. So, for now, uh, that's going to be our main topic for the day. You want to get into some Tales from the Range? Yes, sir. Um, Joey, you weren't here for this one last week, but we have a uh, returning poster. This is from Old Stumpy, user of thehighroad.com, and he has another one for us this week. He Thank said, you. He says, I recall a grainy old home video shot by hunters after shooting a moose in a state near the Canadian border. The intrepid hunter straddled the moose and grasped both antlers to hold the head up for a trophy photo. However, well, the moose decided that he was still alive and rapidly got up, ran off into the bush with the intrepid hunter riding on his back, holding on to the antlers for dear life. And old Stumpy summarizes it well when he says, from moose hunter to moose jockey in a few minutes. Good grief. Wow. Um, all right. Final, final ad read of the day. And this one's going to be another another one-on-one. If you're interested in Sonoran Desert Institute, check out SDI.edu. There's a news tab. And on the right, you'll see grad features. That's graduate features. They're testimonials from people that have actually been through our programs. And uh, as such, they're from people that just flat out know. I mean, we've been with SDI for a long time. They still know the school better than we do. Uh, they have the best authority to share what this experience is like. That's SDI.edu, News tab, and then Grad Features. I don't remember what I last said the dollar amount was on this Damar Hamlin fundraiser, but right now it's at $7 million. $894,400. And I know that's, uh, I don't think it had hit uh, 890 yet. So it is still moving with the quickness. If you want to say, I donated to the same thing, the completely insane Jim Ursay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, donated to, you have that chance right now. Suspiciously, I do not see David Tepper on this. 
just, but uh, he's too busy you know, bringing concerts to Charlotte. He's bringing music. Yes, he's too. So. You know, I didn't know what music was until David <laughs> Tepper came to Charlotte. So he's a busy man. So, um, you know. No, but seriously, there's yeah, um, it's a great cause, and Wink Martindale donated to them, which I think is hilarious. Guys, for now, that is the gun rack. Ladies and gentlemen, and spouses of said ladies and gentlemen, have fun out there. Get to the range soon before this warm snap uh, wraps up. Who knows what the rest of January is going to be like. We'll see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.